Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 67, recorded Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Woo! Previously in this software, this Riverside FM software, when I click live, go live, It'll do the countdown, it makes all of us live, and it also puts the sound panel live. But now, this time I did live, and the sound panel was still in preview mode. Yeah, and it, we didn't get the 3 two, one like we've been getting either. God damn it! Hmm. All right. Well, let's. I want to start off this episode with a little bit of administrative information. So, I got a notification from Google. Uh, in the past, our Google, our podcast was in the Google Play Store. And a couple of years ago, they shut down the podcast section there, and they opened up an app called the Google Podcasts. But now, Google Podcasts is going away. The fuck, man? Yes. So now I got a notification from Google saying, hey, by the way, Google Podcasts are going to be shut down in mid-2024. So in the future, we're going to set up a method for you to publish your RSS feed directly to YouTube. Apparently, they're moving all their audio streaming over to the YouTube platform. So just a heads up for anyone, and it looks like a bunch of people listen to us on Google Podcasts. I do. So That's where I listen to us. If you've got Google Podcasts and you're a subscriber, there's at least 12 subscribers on Google Podcasts. Uh, you should go ahead and uh, plan for listening to us on YouTube. Apparently, the new version of the YouTube software has a streaming audio features, so it'll play in the background, and you can subscribe to our podcast there as soon as available. We do have a podcast channel. I have been putting older podcasts up there. It's a giant pain in the ass, but apparently Google says they're going to make it easier. I can just add my RSS feed that I already have for our uh, for the published podcast episodes, and that should do it. So hopefully it'll be much easier. Lovely. All right. It was nice seeing you fellows. Yeah. Last week. Yeah, it was good hanging out. Uh, got to watch this month's movie together, which was cool. Yeah, and actually there's there quite a few people in the theater. You know, like sure. I was... Yeah. It was nice. Got to have some dinner, some drinks. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Let's get moving forward with the news. Yes. Uh, Michael Flanagan is adapting uh, another Stephen King film, uh, The Life of Chuck. I don't know that one. All right. So this... You know anything about uh, this? This stuff? comes from a book released in 2020, an anthology book called If It Bleeds. And in, in that series, we have Mr. Hannigan's, Harrigan's Phone, which, mm. of course, was made into a film last year. Uh, we have the story If It Bleeds, uh, The Life of Chuck, and Rat. These are four stories in this anthology book. The Life of Chuck in the book is told in three parts, so I'm not exactly sure, and it wasn't said... How Mike Flanagan's going to adapt this? Is it going to be three films, three series, or just one one film? I don't know, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm kind of excited by it because, you know, Mike Flanagan's films mostly have been very good. He's not batting a thousand, but he's darn near close to it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they announced the... Uh, yeah, it's a good cast. I, I saw Matthew Lillard's in it, and... Um, um, yeah. What's her face? Uh, Tom, Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston is going to play Chuck. Nice. 
And Loki. Mark Hamill is going to play the character of Albie. Nice. Uh, that I did see. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Netflix documentary, The Devil on Trial, which exposes the dark reality behind the latest Conjuring film, continues to top the charts. It was released October 17th and immediately rocketed to the top spot of the Netflix documentary series, and it's still riding high on that list. That was the... So what you're telling me is the documentary's better than the movie? The uh, devil made me do it. The documentary is better than the movie, most likely. Yeah, that was the devil made me do it. That was yeah, that was that was the worst of all the Conjuring films. Yeah, he didn't make you do it good. I guess he just made you do it. Yeah. Uh, The trial, the devil on trial, explores the first and only time demonic possession has been officially been used as a defense in a U.S. murder trial, including first-hand accounts, alleged devil possession, and shocking murder. Uh, the extraordinary story forces reflection on the fear of the unknown. Whoa. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard there with that one. <laughs> All right. Um, there's been a lot of debate lately about the thing, and this debate is heating up, baby. Let me tell you. I just read in Variety, uh, there was an interview with John Carpenter in there really talking about the history of Halloween and such things. But when when they brought up the question of the end of the thing, who was the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, there was an article that basically from the cinematographer that said, hey, you can tell by the look in the eyes, blah, blah, blah. There's a look of whatever, and it's... You know, whatever. And uh, John Carpenter basically says, the cinematographer's full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) His exact words are, you can tell him he's full of shit. He has no clue. That's funny. I'm the only one who who knows, and I'm not telling anybody. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, wow. I bet you that makes that cinematography feel kind of small. Yeah. Um, It's funny because this (laughs) film... Yeah, but he's revealing it. What was that? I said he revealed that, that, you know, one of the people was eliminated, you know, so your guess is a little more narrowed down. Yeah, so I don't know. We don't don't know. Uh, The funny thing is this movie is 41 years old. That is kind of (laughs) crazy. That that just goes to show that, you know, this film has often been regarded as one of the greatest horror films of all time. And it's funny because if you look back, you know, be it that it's 41 years old, if you look back at, say, uh, Siskel and Ebert's review, they gave it both thumbs down. They said it was crap. Uh, they said that the characters weren't well developed. But the funny thing is, that's the best part of it. Yeah. It, it escalates It escalates the the uncertainty and the paranoia. Because you don't know anything about the them. Characters, right, because all the characters only go by single names. They never give anybody's yeah. full name. Yeah. Right? It's Childs, Knollis, yeah. Clark, Palmer, McReady. Like, nobody has a full name. You're n- you don't fully understand who each of the characters are. And that plays into the paranoia. For sure. I still say one of the greatest movies of all time, but uh, it's very funny that this is still in the news. People are still debating it every day. Uh, it's very funny. Comicbook.com had a nice article there, too, uh, where they were basically saying, you know, whose theory is this? You know, where, where does it come from? But really, uh, according to uh, 
John Carpenter, that cinematographer has no clue. <laughs> uh, and I, apparently uh, John Carpenter will go to his grave not telling any of us who was the final thing. That's the way it should be, though. <laughs> That's the way it should be. It's always going to keep people guessing. Yeah, nonstop debate. Yep. And then at the very end of the interview, they said, please, can you tell us who the final thing is? And John Carpenter says, quote, nope, I cannot <laughs> tell you. Sorry. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, according to Variety Magazine, Ridley Scott watched the new Alien film and called it, quote, fucking great. Oh, well, that's good. Yes, the new film Alien Romulus, which is expected to release October 16, 2024, is directed by Fede Alvarez. Oh, nice. He did the 2013 uh, Evil nice. Dead. Guy's movie. got an eye for horror. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, basically, an interview with Fede Alvarez says he was terrified waiting for the reaction of Ridley Scott. He wanted Ridley Scott to be the very first person to watch the final product. And he wanted to know what he thought of it. Uh, he said he gave a copy to Ridley Scott. And he said, Ridley Scott is really thorough, particularly about something that has to do with his movies. And when Ridley Scott replied to him what he thought of the film, he said, fucking great. That's cool. So that that's is real cool. Good. Yeah, that's got to be a real boost to Fetty Alvarez's ego to hear Ridley Scott say, fucking great, to one of his films. So that's For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Not like Stephen King, who says all his all the movies that are made off of his stories are great, and then some of them suck ass. Yeah. <laughs> like what the hell? Well, he was at he was at least honest with the Pet Cemetery bloodline. <laughs> yeah, he was. He just a... said, "Well, they took some liberties." Yeah. <laughs> he was trying not to be, to be disparaging, I guess. Good for him. I mean, there's a there's a fine line between not disparaging and and overselling. <laughs> exactly. Mr. King. All right. A new zombie horror comedy, as we know it, reaches theaters in November. I posted uh, the trailer this afternoon on our Facebook feed, and I'll post it in the feed to this podcast. But uh, basically, the synopsis is when a zombie outbreak occurs, a group of friends must try and reconcile their relationships and enjoy what little time they have left before the end of the world. Uh, the press release says, as we know, it uh, mixes together elements of romance, friendship, and absurdity of survival, uh, delivering a roller coaster of laughs and unexpected twists. Um, says it's going to be packed with uh, witty dialogue, nostalgic nods to the 90s, and a unique blend of comedy and horror. The trailer looked pretty funny, although it does feel a little bit like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get a chance but, to watch the trailer know, yet, but... Funny, you know, horror comedy. I love horror comedies. Me too. It's one of my favorite blends. It's like eating Reese's peanut yeah. butter cup. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is this for real? Yes. No, it's not really Is peanut this butter for cup, real? but uh, you could taste it. A recent interview on ScreenRant.com with Jason Blum says that the new Spawn reboot will have Blum House Edge. Nice. Nice. Jason Blum is promising that the studio's trademarks will be injected into Spawn's veins. He says, I'm going to bring the Blumhouse edge, and it's going to be edgy as the original compared to other super superheroes. It's going to definitely be like the Blumhouse version of a superhero movie. End quote. Plan for release in 2025. 
the original movie came out in 1997. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't a great adaptation. The special effects were absolutely horrid. The best part of the film was John Leguizamo as the uh, demonic oh, yeah. clown. I I mean I I just got to say that uh, I I like Blumhouse. Um, I think he used the word edge too much in that, <laughs> like giving it that Blumhouse edge. But also, he's yeah. made a, they've done a couple like remakes of stuff, and the remakes aren't haven't been like good. Like remember the Black Christmas uh, remake? Yeah. That was awful. It was trash. Yeah, Completely like trash. I, I like their stuff, but um, I, I'm gonna hold off getting excited about it. Well, I know we talked about this for a couple years because I know that Todd McFarlane, um, for some time, was producing this uh, or writing yeah. it. And uh, and uh, it's gone through several iterations. He couldn't find a distributor. It had to be re- rewritten again. Uh, finally, Blumhouse is picking it up to produce it. So I don't know. I, the thing about Todd McFarlane, look, he's a great artist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Spawn. But the first eight issues, actually the first five issues of Spawn, were written by him, and they're trash. His writing is not good. Yeah. It only got better once Neil Gaiman started writing part of it. Neil Gaiman did a fucking amazing job with Spock. That guy he writes good shit. Angela. Yeah, he introduced Angela, which was a fucking fantastic character. He wrote awesome storylines in Spawn. Neil Gaiman is a fucking genius. For sure. Right? He writes good stuff. Todd McFarlane, not so much. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Fantastic artist, but his writing skills have a lot to be desired. Just like Rob Liefeld writes great fucking Deadpool storylines, really can't draw that well. His body proportions are way out of fucking whack, and he can't draw feet for shit. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. (laughs) That's the running joke with him. Like, he'll draw this massive muscular body, and their feet are fucking toothpicks. (laughs) Like, how how the fuck do you draw feet like that after drawing a huge muscular body? It doesn't make any sense. But in the 90s, that was the shit, I guess. I don't know. Comic books were a little fucked up. In the <laughs> late 90s, comic books got really bad. All right. Uh, Bioshock, the movie. The writer teases upcoming Netflix adaptation. He says the writers love it. It's set to be directed by Francis Lawrence and written by Michael Green for Netflix. The WGA strike did halt development of this for a while. Uh, but now that that is over, they're back on it. Uh, according to an interview with Collider, he thinks it's one of the best video games ever created, probably one of the most visually unique games ever created, and thinks that it'll be a great adaptation. I'm kind of excited for yeah. that. It was a good game. It was a very good... I enjoyed the game. I loved it. Yeah, I only played the first two. I didn't I didn't play all the Yeah, I did too. I think that. they're coming out with another one. Maybe for I have not played five, it. I, think. Uh, I heard it's good. Yeah, I'm really good games. It's funny when that game first came out, it was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, it was an Xbox 360 exclusive, and then shortly thereafter, it was on the PlayStation. All right, Thanksgiving so celebrates National Horror Movie Day uh, with a nice little video and a bunch of exclusive poster featurettes. Uh, this is an exclusive story to Bloody Disgusting. Eli Ross Thanksgiving slashes into theaters November 17, 2023. 
Bloody Disgusting has a story with exclusive posters paying homage to classic horror films uh, for the Thanksgiving poster. Uh, I posted a video on our YouTube channel of an interview with Eli Roth talking about this is the film he's waited all his life to create. When he was a teenager, he thought, if only I could create an awesome slasher film, my life will be complete. And he said, you know what? Even if I never get to make another movie after this, at least I got to make this one. Nice. I'm excited. All right. Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein Netflix movie. Um, you know, Guillermo del Toro has like an exclusive deal with Netflix, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he had that. recently produced... Pinocchio, right? That was his first. Well, he had Pinocchio, which was fucking great. It was awesome. And The Cabinet of Curiosity, yeah, which, is good. which came out in 2020. Oh, that was really right. good, he too. The Cabinet of Curiosity. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, I like those uh, better than Creepshow. He had, uh, according to... Good. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Uh, but one of the biggest upcoming Netflix, uh, Netflix movies that we know about from the horror side is, is Guillermo del Toro. It's uh, Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, and more recently, The Prodigal Father is what's known as so far about the upcoming Netflix movie. Um, it's set in Eastern Europe in the 19th century. The story, Dr. Pretorius, uh, who needs a to track down Frankenstein's monster who is believed to have died in a fiery... Uh, in a fire 40 years before in order to continue the experiments of Dr. Frankenstein. Um, so far, we know a couple roles that have been cast according to what's on Netflix.com. They're saying that Mia Goth will play the bride, Oscar Isaac will play the monster, Andrew Garfield will play the doctor, and Christoph Waltz is in the film with an unknown role. I wonder if he'll be like the inspector that um, is trying to figure out yeah, like where all yeah. the, the body, the dead bodies are like going. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, that would be sweet. Andrew Garfield as uh, Dr. Frankenstein's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, I'm kind of excited for this. Uh, Gimel the Torn does some great shit. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great things from this. And that's a good cast. Oh, sounds like a, a really good Oh, yeah. Movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. Top notch. I mean, we got a couple Oscar winners in this cast here. That's pretty awesome. And it yeah. should have been Oscar winner. And it should have been. You're absolutely right. Fucking Mia Goth. Let me tell you something. Mia Goth. Uh, I made my, my daughter, my sister did not see X. But I made oh, her watch... Uh, Pearl. Uh, what you call it? Pearl. My God. She was like, what the fuck is this film? I'm like, tell me. Tell me Mia Goss should not have gotten an Oscar for that. She sure should have. She should have saw X first. Yeah. It's a, you, you get a better understanding. I, th- I think the great thing about about those two films is you don't really necessarily have to see them one after True. the other. Or even link. True. I mean, just Pearl by itself is a fucking phenomenal film. Yeah, and when I found out that there was a sequel to X, I was like, wait, what? A se- Wait, a prequel? Did they need one? I mean, okay, cool. And then I was like, wow, it's yeah. a good freaking movie. What a fucking film. I cannot wait until Maxine comes out later this year. For sure. So, so Mia Goth is the bride yeah. should be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she was in that film, Infinity Pool. Uh, that was pretty fucking Yeah, crazy too. that movie was nuts. Yeah. All right. Uh, we talked about this film plenty of times before, but the film from 1986, Trick or Treat, is making a streaming debut just in time for Halloween. One of your favorites. Uh, 
Screenbox, I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but Screenbox is now free with commercials. Oh, yeah? Ooh. Yep. Oh. Screenbox Plus is a subscription fee. It's $6 a month, and that will eliminate the commercials. I might get Screenbox back but then. But you can see, like, I, yeah. yep. I downloaded it. You can see the exclusive. With commercials, but that's fine. There it is. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm doing that yep. as soon as we oh, get it. Commercials. I'm digging it. Yeah. I'm digging it. They also have a live stream channel, so just like uh, just like our favorite uh, horror uh, service, Shudder, they also have a live stream channel. We can just turn it on and watch whatever they're streaming. That's cool. Uh, so Trick or Treat will be released this Friday, October 27th, just in time That's for trick the or treat holiday here. season. We talked about uh, a few weeks ago that the Blu-ray and 4K Ultra High Definition is going to be released later this year by Synapse Films. Uh, while you're waiting for that, go ahead and check it out this Friday on Screenbox. Check it out. All right. According to Cinema Blend, uh, Cloverfield has a new sequel coming out to the original Cloverfield film. Huh. Wow. That's been a bunch of years since that first film, huh? Yeah, and then they had that Cloverfield Lane, which was kind of supposed to be like a like a prequel or something, right? Yeah, same universe storyline, right. but not not necessarily uh, directly connected. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and there was also that Cloverfield. Uh, what was that one that took place in space, which is part of the same universe too? Uh, I forget what that. I one don't was recall called. that it's one. A British film. It was exclusive to Netflix, maybe. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, uh, the information that uh, Seminole Blend has is that Cloverfield's sequel, unlike the original film, will not be presented in the found footage style. Nice. Uh, director D- Dan Trachtenberg revealed that the film is setting aside the anthology approach to be a direct sequel to the original film. He also said that it's going to be very cool, quote-unquote. All right. Paradox. All right. We'll see. We'll see. That first film was pretty awesome. All right. That is all I have for horror news. You guys got anything? Uh, just a few. I've been uh, watching a lot of new horror stuff because it's October. Um, I went and saw Saw X in the theater. I think it's streaming now. Really good film. Nice. Uh, the Blackening. I just watched that last night. That uh, came out this year. It's on uh, Stars right now. That's uh, pretty funny. Uh, follow mm-hmm. her really good on Paramount Plus. It's a social media commentary kind of thing. Yeah. Chucky season three started. It's been really good. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, Creep Show uh, started this past week. I started started watching Creep Show too. I that, the that's first one. Uh, pleasing right now too. Yeah, the first one was really good. I thought. Yeah. Different. That one where the girl shows up at her house and you know, like she's like trying to figure out that monsters. <laughs> that was it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. The rat. Love it, love it. Yeah, so that's it. I've just uh, been watching a lot of horror recently. Excellent, excellent. While, while I was uh, in Pennsylvania visiting my sister, I... Yeah, go ahead. Talk to me. Yeah, I watched Talk to Me. Highly recommend it. Yeah, good flick. I haven't, haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. It's a good flick. Where's it available at right now? Net Netflix? You have to still stuff to rent it, or is it available? No, it's like Netflix or Hulu. It's on it's it's on a streaming service, I think. I don't remember which one. Because I don't have Hulu. Ah, I uh, 
uh, while I was uh, back in Pennsylvania visiting family, I uh, was taking that opportunity since it's the month of October to watch some horror movies with my sister. We watched The Boogeyman, which was the uh, Stephen King adaptation. I really enjoyed that. It was pretty good. Did you, you had nice. to rent that um, one, Sal? So? No, it's on Hulu. Okay. Part of the Huluween collection. Oh, nice. Hulu. Um, we also watched, um, as I mentioned before, Pearl. And we also, also watched on Hulu, uh, No One Will Save You, which was also very fucking good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the craziest thing about that is there's hardly any talking in that film. Yeah. She's by herself, and, most of it. And it has an underlying uh, theme for a horror film is kind of crazy, but the movie is ultimately about self-forgiveness. Yeah. And wow. I mean, it makes the end fucking make way more sense. Well, yeah, when you see the different the different sizes of the, the, the creatures, I think that's the... the angst that she has with herself, like, growing, you know? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty cool. I, I, I liked the, uh, the symbolism. Very, very well done. What a fucking film. And that to me that's another one that like I don't know what Disney is doing, but why would they release these movies on Hulu? Like they could be making bank. The I I really believe like you know Prey. Prey, um and and this one, you know, no one will save you. Those both could have been uh, you know, hundred million dollar films uh in the theaters. Chances are they may have learned their lesson because it looks like the uh, Prey sequel is going to be in theaters. Sweet. All right. Uh, now we're going to go to five flicks to watch on a streaming service. And we've got uh, Chris with Hulu. Yeah, it's funny because we just got done. You mentioned in a couple of Hulu movies. And uh, <laughs> one of the first ones that I was going to recommend was No One Will Save You. Um, we just talked about it. Um, great flick uh werewolf within i did we review that one for the show at one point no, no? that's didn't. a great that's a great movie uh horror no, comedy about werewolves we about um it. did we we didn't we didn't review it though that was it was really good uh the menu that was i think a 2022 film with um yep uh, about the, the 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 famous chef who like ends up killing a bunch of people yeah. that was good. very good uh infinity pool Mentioned that one too uh, earlier when we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> it was a fucked up film. It was, it was really a weird film. Yeah, Mia Goth was great. Alexander Skarsgård was crazy. Um, but it was it was a it was a messed up movie. And I think I talked about this one last year, uh, Fresh, which is a great uh, Hulu original and also one that I yeah, think probably could have been in a theater. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's, it's about cannibalism, but uh, it, it nah, I still think it would have done great. Yeah. So these are great, great movies that are on Hulu right now. I mean, there's a lot of other good stuff, especially because it's uh, that time of year. But um, those are my five. Check them out. Nice. All right. Now, let's see. We have our top five list. And this month's top five list is top five horror parodies or lampoons. Uh, and we go with Chris, Craig, Sal. Alrighty. Um, so my number five is Transylvania Six Five Thousand. 
Uh, it's a great '80s like comedy horror. Michael Richards in that movie was just phenomenal. Like the that butler guy that he played, yeah. Uh, yeah. a young Jeff Goldblum yeah. and Ed Begley. It was it was a fun movie. It was fucking great because yeah. Ed Begley was like the fall guy. And, and yeah, Goldblum was like the uh, the serious dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number four is Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Uh, nice. The one that we'll be reviewing a bit later, so I uh, won't say anything else about it. My number three, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, was a great uh, vampire documentary movie that spawned a, a, an excellent series. That that yep. counts, right? It's like a, it's oh, like yeah, a parody, absolutely. right? Yeah. It's oh, a vampire sure. and yeah. documentary parody. Absolutely. Okay. My number two is Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein. Uh, I, I loved that movie as a kid and, and, and watch it it'll, probably at least once a year. Uh, amazing cast, oh, same here. Same amazing here. cast, great, uh, great Mel Brooks film. Um, and it's, it's, it's a good time. And this, uh, my number one is actually a movie that I've had on one of my lists previously. Um, I think it might've been on my top horror, horror comedy lists, uh, behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, it's a, it's a great, like knock on slasher films um, and kind of like a, another mockumentary kind of thing. Um, such, a, such a great, great uh, concept. And then I have a couple yeah. uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Satanic Panic, uh, which I think, uh, was that a Netflix original? Yeah, and that's one we, we reviewed. Yeah, too. that was a good one. <laughs> uh, rapture Palooza with Craig Robinson and Anna Kendrick. It's about uh, the, the the rapture um, and the Antichrist. Funny shit. That's it. Nice. Very good. Craig. Okay. Yes. All right, number five. Uh, I went with Eight-Legged Freaks. Spider movie. It's a good one. Sort of an homage to the yeah, atomic horrors back in the black and white where they used to put the giant lizards and spiders and stuff. Was that David Arquette? He was the he was like the yeah, star of that, right? Yeah, he was he was in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They were all stuck yeah. out in the desert. Yeah. That was a good flick. Yeah. Yeah. Um number four, I went with Young Young Frankenstein. So that one made the list. Nice. Nice. Again. Again, I watch, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that at least once a year when it's on. Around this time of the year. Yep, same here. Uh, number three, I went with uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Nice. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome vampire movie. That's both our number threes. And and television show. Yeah, the show's great. Really is good. Yeah. Yes! Yep. Um, number two, I went with another, another yes! one of those... Uh, HBO gems that I used to watch over and over. It was National Lampoon's Class Reunion. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That is a good one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I did. We like, remember we did like a high school one or something like. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, Lizzie Lizzie Borden High. But that one, yeah, yep. that one HBO used to show a whole bunch, and I was a kid, and I was like, oh, cool, funny horror movie. Uh, it's National Lampoon's Bodies. Yep. Well, number one was Stuart another Bobby. good one. I forgot about that one. Another great one. Another yeah, great one. totally yeah. forgot about that one. Yep. Nice list. Um, any uh, any uh, honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, this is the end. I have. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a funny movie. They sort of rolled in 
Well, there's like exorcisms and demons. And mm-hmm. Ex- Aliens. And a few, a few, uh, oh, it's like a whole rapture, <laughs> rapture thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah all that shit. Fantastic. End of the world. Exorcism. Yeah. So that one's in for an honorable mention. Nice. Very good. Very good. Very good. All uh, right. Let me give you my top five. My top five parodies or lampoons. My number five. Nobody had this on their list, and maybe it's because it's not really a great film, but I love it. Saturday the Fourteenth. That's a good. It, no. it, it's a good movie. I mean, it. It. It really is not. That used great. to be on HBO a lot too. <laughs> no. But I have such yeah, nostalgia. Yeah. For this one, yeah, I yeah, think I I, I remembered it so I much that I went to watch it again. As it... yeah, Craig's got some lag. <laughs> yeah, there's lag. There's lag. It's it's it's, it's you guys. <laughs> your your video is all choppy. Your video is all choppy, Craig. You're chopping well, up. No, there. it's saying it's saying you guys will feed when the internet <laughs> connection gets better. <laughs> It's pausing. It says when there. It says when their connection gets better. That's weird. Yeah, because because we're both seeing the same thing with you. Yeah, ours. I see Chris. He's very clear, but yours yours gets blocky and then it freezes every couple. Yeah, seconds. and then you're whatever you're saying is like a, like two or three seconds behind. But having okay. some problems tonight. I wonder if it's because it's like October and it's uh, you know some spooks or whatever or like messing no, with No, probably a lot of people a lot of kids are instead of playing outdoors in the dark they're they're home ah yeah there you go playing games and on the net because it gets dark so, so our wi-fi is getting, getting divvied up amongst a bunch more like houses now yeah, thanks you yeah, bastards your your, your cable internet yeah. your your rcn you both have rcn yep yes i fucking hate cable internet i hate my cable internet all right <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Saturday the 14th is my number five. I know it's not a fantastic film, but I love it. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. My number four, <coughs> What We Do in the Shadows. Fucking fantastic film. Hell yeah. Uh, I remember seeing it when it came out. Uh, like the week after it came out, I got it on uh, streaming. And I thought it was the funniest film ever. And I started talking to people about it. And like, I've never heard of it. I go, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's fucking great. Yeah, you guys both turned me on to it. I had never seen it before. Yeah, very good film. Uh, my number three, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Wow, that is a good one. I forgot about that one too, dude. I, I watch that film every year because it's fucking yeah. great. It's a it's a good re- role reversal. Absolutely. My number two is Transylvania Six Five Thousand. Nice. <laughs> I fucking love that film. Again, HBO. That thing um, during my childhood just played over and over. Smell and over this. Again. It's good. Yes. It's good. Yes. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he does the. They shut the door and his legs. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's great. I fucking love that. Uh, at my number one, oh, we lost Craig. What the fuck happened? It must be us again. Oh, there he is. Craig, we lost you. What the hell happened? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> my, uh, my number one is Young Frankenstein. Again, we all have that on our list because I watch it every yeah, day. Yeah, fucking good. It is a great film. I love that film. I've got three honorable mentions. Um, my first honorable mention is The Final Girls. Oh, that is uh, a good one. Know it's a good cast. It's on a list. We've all had it on our list a couple times for a couple different selections, I'm sure. I forgot about that one, too, when I was writing this. 
Yep. My uh, my other uh, my other uh, honorable mention is uh, Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Also a good one. Uh, which is also a great film. I have that one on uh, Blu-ray high definition or 4K. And uh, Satanic Panic, which uh, we reviewed that one because that is fucking hilarious. Uh, Jerry O'Connell. He's great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Satanic he plays Panic. a good scumbag. He plays a good scumbag, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's well, the horror movie that. scumbag guy. When you need that guy, you call Jerry O'Connell up. Yeah, What's yeah, that, Craig? Yeah. Said, is the audio better? Is there a delay on it? No. Good? No, it's, it seems good right yeah, now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. Yeah, it seems good right now. You're, you're still, your video is still like, you're like this. I, I'm Ethernet. Huh. I just connect. But other than that, you're all right. Get off the internet, you kids! <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to our movie review. All right, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we got to watch this together, which was awesome. It's Onyx of Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Special night, one night only, October 19th. Yeah, distributed by Fathom Events. So let's quick summarize the movie, the summary from their advertisement. The story follows a fledgling Satanist, Marcus J. Trilbury, also known as Onyx, the fortuitous slayer of the Bright Realm, as he attends once-in-a-lifetime ritual at his idol, Batrock the Great's Dark Mansion. Once there, Marcus meets a group of other worshippers, as the group is led by Batrock to and his assistant Farah into the series of rituals meant to better them, it becomes clear that their intentions are more nefarious. As his new friends are losing the battle to keep their souls, a question of great destiny looms over Onyx's head. Is he doomed to be a nobody, or is he the only one that can beat Batrock and save his friends from damnation? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the genre is comedy, horror, action, uh, English language. The director is Andrew Bowser, who is also Onyx of Fortuitous. Produced by Clark Baker, Michael Mobley, Olivia Taylor Dudley, Andrew Bowser, and written by Andrew Bowser. It was exclusively in theaters October 19th for a limited run, distributed by Fathom Events. Runtime is an hour and 50 minutes, produced by Greenery Studios. It got a 98% of Rotten Tomatoes audience scores. Nice. All right. So this film is based on the character created by Andrew Bowser, Onyx of Fortuitous, the Slayer of the Bright Realm, uh, which he started out making uh, little joke videos with this character a couple of years ago, probably about 10 years ago, right? Uh, I think the first one was during the Satanic Temple statue's original um, uh, release in, what was that? It was like Detroit or Chicago or something? Yeah, I don't remember exactly where it was, but I, I remember what we were talking about. They put it but next. But he's used that character a bunch of times for a bunch of parody uh, news interview stuff. Um, one was like an Arby's car crash. One was a sinkhole opening up in the middle of the street in some town that he claimed was the sinkhole from the Dark Realm. Uh, <laughs> Satan, Lucifer, was going to rise out of that hole. Uh, and I love the way he goes into his rants. Um, this film also starred some of our favorite B-movie horror actors. For sure. Uh, Jeffrey Combs. Barbara Crampton. Uh, Barbara Crampton. Mm -hmm. She looks super foxy. She does, man. She sure does. She doesn't look like she's aged a bit. 
nah, she really looks good. Uh, but what a what a great first of all, what a great cast. Uh, a lot of those actors were really fucking great. Yeah, and I will say Jeffrey Jeffrey Combs fucking kicked ass. In yeah, him his bar talk was great. Like I was like, man, that was just yeah. a great great role for him. Really yeah, enjoyed it. Kind of kind of matched up to uh, the roles that he's played. Yeah, it took me a little bit to to realize it was him, and then I put the voice. Obviously, he's got a pretty unique voice. Yeah, and then you try to you catch some of his, the mannerisms that you you, you know. His facial f- yeah. stuff that happens when you know people look certain ways. I always think about you know the uh, the frighteners, the the role that he played as a satanic uh, oh, cult yeah. in- infiltrator from the FBI. That <laughs> was fucking wild. <laughs> that was a wild role. Uh, but this kind of reminded yeah. me of that in a little bit, a uh, little little ways. For sure. Yeah, his um, his role was much bigger than Barbara Crampton's, but but it was good to see them both. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and also, the guy that played Todd, his stepdad, was the same guy was, that was in the web series, which was which was interesting. Th- those were some funny back and forth between him and his stepdad. I, li- I enjoyed you know, that. Fucking back and forth in the kitchen there was yeah. great. There was a lot of good stuff, like 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 b- besides the the house part, like like when he was at work, like that was just a fun scene, you know. Kind of reminded me like a like a Kevin Smith film, you know. It, it was a scene shot in a restaurant, and it was just funny shit happening, just. People working in the restaurant, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing horror esque happened, but it was just the way it was shot and stuff that it, like it was, it was fun. It was a fun scene. What was the, what was the fucking uh, name tag that he had? Uh, he had two different ones. Yeah, the first yeah. one was something close to his name. I can't remember what it was. It was, uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think the other one was like Jizz Swallower or something. Like that. Yeah, it's the second thing. one. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And his boss was sitting there um, playing like you know poker online, and it was it was fun. I, I liked that. But it basically it basically kind of illustrated that you know that Marcus Trilbury was a bit of a loser. For sure he was, which actually like yeah. made the movie kind of sad at certain parts too. You know, like there was a couple of times I was like, man, I feel bad for this guy. Uh, especially the part yeah. when they listed him as the version. <laughs> oh man, he, he fucking went off. He's like, yeah, I'm just the fucking version. And the girls and in the, the book were throwing up. What's that? No, when they smeared uh, when they smeared the hot dogs on his face or whatever it was, the hamburgers. Those bullies. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then he went home and just laid in bed and like kind of cried. I, was, I felt bad at that yeah. scene. I was like, man, never poor clean, bastard. Know, never yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So before we go into too many details and spoil everything, I just want to say we're going to talk spoilers now. So if you haven't watched it, I don't know where you're going to watch it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it hasn't been uh, distributed uh, on yeah. streaming yet. Cause I think I My understanding is only... that it's going to go to Screambox. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Bloody Disgusting was one of the sponsors of it. So my understanding is it will wind up on Screambox. Oh, that's good. Point. Yeah, I think it made like 182000 yeah, and I think he said they spent a hundred. Was it hundred thousand on that film? Really? Okay. Yeah. Most of it was probably on the special effects. Yeah, I'll say this much: the special effects were practical effects, and they were fucking great. They were really good. Like whatever the, uh, the puppeteer was. Yeah. Yeah. Even even yeah, the, the, house, the, the house demon. Too. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they the the demon outside of the, his work when he had the nightmare about the demon, 
and, and the fucking meat boy that looked like a garbage. <laughs> yeah, kid that was funny shit. Uh, the meat boy made out of ground hamburger was pretty fucking funny too. <laughs> he was angry. That little guy. Yeah, he was a little pissed off pile of meat, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, but even the ghouls that everyone turned into a ghoul was all puppeteers. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Their faces reminded me kind of uh, from Beetlejuice when they when he takes when they start shrinking when they're doing the ceremony. Yeah, yeah they yeah. kind of had that look to them. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that uh so the film, you know, starts out with him at home. You get an idea of him at work, him at home. Being a loser. Then he 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 enters the contest to be part of that satanic ritual. The one thing I noticed too, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the scene when they go back to his when he goes into um he goes into the demon, the box demon. <laughs> that box demon was cool. It, and the box demon tells you a, hor- uh, a truth that you're not willing to accept in your life. And everyone that came out crying or upset. And when he was in there, it showed how he learned to say, I don't know. Because when his dad yeah. left him, his dad's, he said to his dad, when are you going to be back? He goes, I don't know. I don't uh, know. But his dad was Jeffrey Combs also. Oh, now, was I it? I don't know if that means that Bartok is his father. Mm. Or it was just that Jeffrey Combs was playing multiple characters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, so that was pretty interesting. The box demon was interesting. The part where they were trying to, you know, figure out what was really going on, and he, he raised his hand. And he goes, "I gotta take a shit, <laughs> <laughs> like right now." <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's pretty fucking blunt there. Maybe maybe he's got autism or something. He doesn't know how to behave." I gotta take a shit <laughs> right now. And he brought that lunchbox full of battle cats. <laughs> there was some other shit in there. He had like juice wine. or something in there too. Oh, tiny wine. That's yeah, what it was. And tiny wines. Yeah. yeah there was a he, that's funny because he did, he did these interviews a couple of years ago where he drinks tiny wines to get drunk. <laughs> uh, and then that girl asked him, is, is that all you packed? He goes, it's got everything I need. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because like they were they were all drinking that green stuff at the table, and he wasn't drinking it because he didn't like, and that was yeah, what was keeping them uh, from. That was it was absinthe, and uh, and they they must have put some potion in or something to make them obey. Yeah. But also, the gem that they were wearing around their neck, he took his off and never put it back on. Yeah, that's right, and he could see so, he could see them then when they were like the ghouls that they were ghouls, and that's why when he was even when he was drinking. The, the green juice, the, the, the absinthe. He said, that girl's a ghoul. <laughs> that girl's a ghoul. <laughs> and it was like, huh? Everyone else still had their brace, uh, their necklace on, their gem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he could see. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of... Yeah, go ahead. I said he could see who was a ghoul. Yeah. Uh... Overall, I think the film was really, really good. Uh, I, I was, I, I. This is not the first time I watched it. I actually watched it during the Sundance Festival, uh, Sundance Film Festival last year. Cool, I remember um, that. <clears throat> you said it was good. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, definitely worth the couple bucks I paid to be able to see it. Yeah, I definitely think it's a movie I would watch again. It was. Uh... Yeah, same version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I don't, 
I don't know if he won any awards for that. Let me check. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the film. Um, there was a lot about it that um, I thought was good. I think an hour and 50 minutes was a, was a hair too long. Um, you know, yeah, there were a couple things that could have been edited down a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. But it was good otherwise. Like I, I thought the um, for, for for the budget that they had and for being an independent film, I thought it was shot really well. Um, the acting was great. Like I thought I recognized some of those actors, but then when I like started looking up the names, a lot of them were in a couple things, but nothing that I'd seen. Um, right. But they were all pretty good. And again, like we said before, the special effects were were really good. A lot of good comedy in it. Like I like stupid comedy, you know, and and uh, his his awkwardness provided a lot of just like awkward, stupid moments. That was fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's that's just too much. It's too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't look like it won any awards, huh? What a shame. So, do you, like, how do you get to get into Sundance? Do you get like nominated, or you just like pay to get, get in it, or like? I, I believe I believe you pay to get into that film. Oh, festival. okay. And then you get. So a that's the whole. Yeah, that's the whole point of film festivals. You pay to get in, and then the the goal is that a lot of people go to the screenings because you you host multiple screenings, um, in hopes that somebody will pick up your film for distribution. And you can get some good word of mouth. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, uh, Andrew Bowser, like, puts all the effort into this character, wrote the script, directed, developed this character over multiple years, and then directed this film, managed to sign on a bunch of really good actors, um, is is pretty awesome. I, I think it's great uh, that someone yeah. was able to, to do all that. Yeah, and it, it's, it, it's, it's art, you know, like it's, it's something that he dreamt up and, and created and perfected. And it, you know, it's, it's not your typical studio. Like, and I like studio movies, but this, this was a nice, refreshing, fun, independent film. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and the story was really good. Yeah. I thought the so. The story was really good. I, it's, it was it's sort of different, you know, it was, it was really good. Yeah, like RogerEbert.com gave it a thumbs up. Um, looks like a looks like it's got a lot of really good reviews from all the people at Sundance. Um, but it looks like it didn't win any awards at Sundance, which is kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, awesome. Before we got onto the show, I uh, I was on YouTube and I was watching a video of him reading reviews of the movie, like from the different yeah. like reviews and stuff like that. As you know, as his character, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that, that's funny. So it says it grossed one hundred eighty-two thousand uh, dollars in the U.S. and Canada. I bet you it'll do like like that becomes like a like a cult cult classic kind of movie, you know, and it'll make a lot of money. Like in oh, absolutely, absolutely. The fact that he directed it and wrote it too. Think of all the extra money he'll make when that stuff when it starts streaming on different services and all that shit. For sure. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it says it's going to be on Screenbox. It uh, doesn't have a date when it'll start streaming, but it will be available. No, another reason it's coming to, oh, there you go. November 7th, 2023, it'll show up on Screenbox. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So for Next anyone week. listening to this podcast, you want to watch it, yep, it'll be on Screenbox November 7th, 2023. It's a fun movie. Pleasantly yeah, surprised. Yeah, very much so. Sure. I actually, I almost felt like 
almost felt like you know there's the possibility for a sequel because at the end they show you know the head of uh, Jeffrey Combs and and the and demon the succubus demon yeah. um, plotting the plotting their revenge yeah so that would be cool like you know maybe like like he'll get more more money through Kickstarter or something this time around and uh, it'll end up being like the next Damien Leone get Terrifier mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know like Terrifier two yeah, like yeah. just blows up. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wonder, like, um, you know, how much money he's going to get out of Screenbox for this. Like, I wonder what Screenbox pays to be the exclusive owner of it. It's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> for now on, every time we say, every time we say, I don't know, he's got. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just looking up. It looks like. Um, he has directed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 independent films. Wow. Most wow. of them are shorts. Some of them are full-length films. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Wow. Is that an animated one, too? I don't know. Yeah. Look at that. He did an animated one. Oh, he did one. He also did a film that was like uh, Chucky called Little Willie. <laughs> 17 minute short film Little Willie <laughs> and fucking uh, Adrian Barbeau stars in it what the what fuck? man he's what the shit he's rubbing elbows with all the horror fucking yeah he is what the yeah shit? he is I don't know <laughs> I can't fucking take it I don't know oh shit he did a Marvel short story too what the fuck Marvel's long story short, he uh, directed and, uh, wow, that's fucking awesome. Real cool. Long story short, featuring Doc Ock, Deadpool, Norman Osborn, narrated by Andrew Bowser and directed by Narrow ba- Andrew Bowser. That, that's fucking nuts. You have to ch- try and find that one. Yeah. Yeah, it said, uh, wow. Seven episodes. Did he direct all of them? Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Nice. Wow, that was a Marvel web series. What the shit? Yeah, so I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I would watch it again. I think I even... I know it's not available on Blu-ray except for the people that paid the Patreon to get it. But if it comes out on Blu-ray, I will buy it. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed it. I'd, I'd definitely watch it again. It definitely will be in yeah, the collection yeah. of my cult classics because I See believe it will become a cult classic. See some stuff that you missed the first time, I think, for sure, too. Absolutely. Like I said, there were a couple things that the editor could have probably trimmed a couple things on there uh, that were ran a little, a little long in the tooth. But otherwise, great film. Uh, definitely worth watching. And personally, let's say uh, I'll give it uh, three and a half stars. That's where I was going, too. Three and a half. Three and a half out of five. Yeah. I don't know. Yep, that works. Three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. So yes, uh, three and a half all around. Up. Yep, three and a half all the way around. So we get an American Nightmare, three and a half stars. Go see it when you can. It's fun. Yeah, uh, check it out on um, Screenbox. Screenbox, November seventh. Let's take a moment and once again thank our audience for listening to the American Nightmare podcast. We really appreciate you. Um, 
please send us your feedback, your emails. Thank you for the last two uh, from our listeners talking about our shitty audio. Thanks for harassing me. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, um, Sorry about that. One of those, e- one of those emails was, uh, uh, was from somebody that didn't like it. And also, by the way, when I visited my son, he listens to our podcast and he goes, you know what? The audio was fucking shit in the last two. And I was, yeah, thanks. Thanks, son. Thanks for that. I tried to fix it. I'm not a fucking audio engineer. I tried. We do this as a hobby, not as a job. Stupid new computer. No, new computer. Old computer. All right. Your, your new computer. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Craig's issues get resolved. Uh, <laughs> your, your latency is bad today. What's going on? All right. That's what uh, she said. So thanks, everyone. Uh, remember, you can email us at feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com, or you could visit us at our website, the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com, and click the feedback button there. Also, something new. We've got a voicemail line five six two two four seven five eight five five. Call and leave us a voicemail review and or you know no threatening uh, messages, feedback. please. You know what? Tell us whatever you want to tell us. And if you're lucky and we find it uh, as something we want to share, we're going to play it on the podcast. So just keep that in mind. If you leave a voicemail, we may play it on the podcast. 562-247-5855. Call and leave us a voicemail with some feedback, some recommendations. Tell us a movie that you want us to watch or review or a top five list that you think we should be doing. Or if you want to play a game or, you know... Ask us what our favorite scary movie is or anything creepy like that. <laughs> breathe heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't call and just breathe heavy. You can breathe heavy, but also talk. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, once again, and uh, we will see you next month. Peace. All right. Happy Halloween. <laughs>